Welcome to A Fresh Take, where we look at timely and timeless issues through the lens of biblical truth. I'm your host, Mark Pennell, joined each week by Pastor Paul Sartorelli of Trinity Church in Metro, Ohio. This is our chance to take a look at important biblical, cultural, and contemporary topics that resonate for all listeners. Thanks for joining us today. We call this a fresh take because we're trying to, well, look at the Bible with a kind of a a new way that might not have been seen before by you or others that are sharing this video or on the podcast. I'm Mark Pennell along with Paul Sartorelli. He's the lead pastor here at Trinity and Mentor. And we'd love to share some time with you. Thank you so much for being with us right now. Okay, I'm gonna jump right into this one. We're all made in the image of God, so it says, which reminds me, I did not know that God was overweight (laughs) (laughs) and on a diet to try to change that. Yes. He's George Burns for Hmm. some people. No, that's right. I forgot that. Remember that? Or he's uh, Jim Carrey. Okay. um, For some. (laughs) I hope not. Well, that gets back to what does it mean to be made in the image of God, which in some ways, talk about fresh take, um, what, in trying to take 2,000 years of Christian theology and not undo it. I don't want to be a heretic, but maybe to give it a fresh light. One of the, one of the key dogmas of Christianity is that, that we have been made, Genesis 1, 26, 27, we have been made in the image and likeness of God. And so um, a, a foundational doctrine of the Christian faith is what you just said, that we have been made in God's image. And what people have wrestled over, what does that mean? Does it mean that he's got a, looks like Mark? Um, does it, is it only, is it physical? Is it only spiritual? Yes. Is it like, as you pointed out recently, uh, the uh, image on the Sistine Chapel by Michelangelo? Yes, the finger. Yes, uh, it's uh, Imago Dei. Imago Dei, that's the Latin of, of God. Yes. Yeah. Didn't mean to steal your thunder, but... But in a sense, I'm glad you brought that up because it does go back to that, that, you know, we get into so many debates about creation and evolution and how long long has the world been around, and those are debates for other people. I'm not a scientist, but the key point of creationism is we have been made. We have been created. We haven't evolved. We have been created, which speaks of intention. It speaks of purpose. And to me, I wore this sweater to remind me of Mr. Rogers. It reminds us we are special. Remember you used to say (laughs) that? But in a sense, uh, Fred was right. And the reason we are special is that we were created by God. Forget about all the other details of that right now. Just remember that. Michelangelo's painting, God's finger creating Adam and Eve. You're watching this right now. If you don't take anything else from this, you're unique, you're special, you were intended. You didn't just evolve. You were intended by an intelligent God, and you have been created in his image. I love that idea. All right, maybe I was created in his image, and that's absolutely wonderful. It gives me joy to think that. But I'm not exactly like God. Hmm. I try. I really do. But 
I ain't making it. Yeah, and we're getting less and less like God. Yeah. yeah. Again, to get theological for a moment, theologians for thousands of years have wrestled with, okay, we were created in God's image, the original parents in all of the beauty and majesty, and I'll even say perfection of that mm -hmm. creation. Mm -hmm. And in a matter of time, Adam and Eve made the wrong choices. They stiff-armed God, and we all did with them. And so that's called the fall. And think about it. If we were here, then we fell. And so what theologians have debated is, in that fall, is the image of God gone? And I would say no. Most people would agree. So it has not been erased. It's a good way to remember it. It has not been erased, but it has been effaced. In other words, we're like, uh, that statue that was made thousands of years ago, you can still see it. You can still see the image that it's trying to depict, but over time and where and weather, it's kind of effaced, or marred. Even if the head's been lopped off. Yes. I mean, that, <laughs> sometimes I feel like that's the way I am, yep. wandering around with my head lopped off. <laughs> but in honesty, if, if, if we're in the image of God, he made us originally, am I saying this right, to be a perfect person, but in the fall we just <laughs> lost that. Right, and yet we still, everybody, are still made in God's image, a baby that has been born yesterday. And so that's one of the reasons why in the Ten Commandments, the reason you do not murder another person is because they are made in God's image. No matter how cruddy they are, no matter how uh, much they uh, have fallen like you, you still are not allowed to murder anyone because they are made in God's image. Whereas hunting animals uh, for food and for other things is perfectly legit um, because only humans, we are the pinnacle of God's creation. Only humans are made in God's image. The cocker spaniel and the dolphin are not. All right, I'll give you that. Although they're beautiful creatures. They that are indeed. And in a sense, and that's part of our role. There are several roles, I think, in being created in God's image. And one of them is um, we are to be, um, we're to represent him. We are to be his stewards okay. in all of creation. Well, but, uh, all right, let's get into that right now. Okay. And this is a little off the subject, but I do find it fascinating. You know, as we speak, we're talking about Green New Deal. All right. And it's being debated all over the world, actually, at this time. And we won't, by the way. No, we are not into that. But here's the point. We as believers should have never let it to get to this point. Yeah. This is our... He gave us this thing called Earth as a gift to take care of. Yes. Everything about it. Yep. The air, the water, the, the land. You know, I was dr driving my way here today. And I'm on 271, and I look over, and there's this one fence that has, I'm not kidding you, probably over 100 plastic bags that have been mm. blown against it for the past couple of years, maybe. They're just in there, yes. and they're not going anywhere, yes. and they're just so ugly. And I think what, that's say, what you're saying is we are not doing our role as image bearers in representing God to the creation right. as well as we should. Um, it, right there in the Genesis passage, it says, let us make man and woman in our image. And then the next thing it says is, and let them rule. It talks about the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, all that we see in this world, in a sense, 
God has called us to be the gardeners mm -hmm. of this world, to take care of it. And I think you're right. We we haven't done a very good job. He even gave us the right to name these creatures. Isn't that cool? Isn't that absolutely yes. wonderful? So the cow said, moo. And he said, that's a cow. <laughs> Why didn't he call it a moo? That's what I <laughs> That's a moo. <laughs> yes. So in a sense, that to me is the 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 representative side of being made in God's image. I would say there's the relational side of being made in God's image. And by that, I mean both horizontal and vertical. Um, and, and this gets a little uh, uh, difficult in the sense that what this is saying is that we as humans, with our intellect, with our souls, we can relate to God, the God of the universe. Correct. Um, and we can relate to each other as well, right. really well. Where I struggle with that a wee bit is... Mark's got several dogs and they're awesome. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a heretic, but this is a fresh take. Can they relate to their creator? Um, in a strict understanding of the image of God theologically, the answer would be no. They, and have, I guess, trouble, they have trouble relating to me. <laughs> okay, so you've answered my question. Yes. So the relational side of God's image is that we have the ability to relate to our creator. It's an ability that's been marred by our sin, of course, and Christ sort of restores that. But every human being is born with um, Romans 1 and 2, with the knowledge of God in their conscience, with the knowledge of God in creation. And so we have the ability, because we're made in God's image, to know the one whose image we are bearing. And, and I want to touch on again this wonderful thing about relationships between us and others. Mm -hmm that we are we are relating with another person who is in the image of God yes and that therefore we should respect them in the highest way yes, yes. It, it, it's hard when we're talking about dealing with sinners we're talking about some people that are downright evil mm -hmm. but they were made in his image yep it's truly amazing to it's such, it's a respect that you can't find yes. at any level any other way. I tried that today. Um, you're at the grocery store and um, the person in front of you in line is just taking way too long. Yeah. Or they're so annoying. Or you're in the eight items or less and they've got thirteen. Ooh, um, yes. Yeah. Right. And yet, go past that and see in them God's image. My mother-in-law right now has uh, dementia. It's a hard thing to watch. And yet to be able to look at her and still, again, marred by, by the effects of sin, God's image is still in her. Yeah. Um, that's a really important thing to remember. Yeah. Um, she may not even know where she is at that time, but she's still in his image. Indeed. It's truly amazing. That's why things like racism is so wrong to think that yeah. somehow God's image is, is more in a person's skin color that's light or dark or whatever. Man, it's, nothing could be further from Christian theology than, than that. Isn't that the stupidest thing in the world? Yeah. I mean, that shows our fallen nature about as clearly as anything you can imagine. Yes. I don't like you. Because your skin is colored differently yes, than mine. Right, right. What? And yet, and you know what? I've heard Christians years. who talk in racist ways. They don't even know they're doing it. Right. I heard someone talk about. Well, you know, there's a lot of ads these days with mixed couples. I'm saying. I said, and your point is. Yeah. I don't. I don't quite understand why that's a problem. We've all been. And we're all marred, and we're all made in His image. Got to remember that. And it is such a beautiful thing when we look back. As, as usual, God is bringing beauty to our dark 
image mm -hmm. of everything. We yeah. can see beauty with when we look through the lens of, of Christ. Indeed. It's truly beautiful. Can I give you one more just aspect of it? Yeah. And I, I would call this the existential aspect of the image of God. These have so more been active in the sense that we represent him in creation and we relate. The existential is it, it almost more like a like a, a verb in the sense that we image God. Okay. In other words, we, just like a mirror, we are to be the image of God to the rest of the world. And this is where our darkness and our, our lack of character really comes in. But we are to be holy as he is holy. Our, our righteousness, our character is meant to image God. And so when we don't, boy, do we blow our role as image bearer. But we are meant to be, a, we're just like, we're meant to be the pond and God looking into the pond and we are the image that is looking back. Oh my goodness. That was the way we were intentionally created and we've really messed it up. I have to share a cute little story, just for grins. Um, not too long before Irma Bombeck, the, the, the famous writer Irma Bombeck, um, passed away. She was on the Today Show, and whoever it was was interviewing her. Said, "What is it like in the morning when you look in the mirror?" and see how you've changed. And she said, I don't know. Every time I look in the mirror, there's this old person in front of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's true. I'm 65. I, I saw one of the early videos that we did, and I don't usually see myself, at mm -hmm. least on video. I was amazed how white my hair was. I look, my wife says- Wisdom. My skin's so white, and then my hair's so white, my wife said, from a distance, my head looks like a white balloon. Mm. We <laughs> she need these spouses anyway. to encourage us. She loves me anyway. <laughs> Don't you, Amy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, now, with that in mind, what are the uh, what are the implications? I think of I can think of a few. One is I, I'm going to use the words of C.S. Lewis. As you watch this podcast, you're going to learn some of my favorite writers. Last week, I think I talked about Martin Luther. C.S. Lewis, I love him. Mm -hmm. Here's what he said: There are no ordinary people. I love that. You never meet a mere mortal, he says. Part of being made in the image of God is we were made for eternity. Um, I, I don't think your dogs or, or cats were, uh, but humans were made to be eternal. You've never met a mere mortal. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, there's no ordinary people. And I, I hate to say this, but most of the time when I run into people, I think of them as ordinary and I don't, mm -hmm. I don't see them as special. I hope that when you watch this video, like me listening to him, you kind of change your image of who others are. And, and you. And yourself. Yeah. That's a good point, right? And that's a tough one for me is the mm -hmm. fact that I don't see myself anywhere near the image of God. Yeah. I should respect myself more. Indeed. I mean, that's, that's one of the implications. That, and the reason you respect yourself is not because you're such a good person, even though you're not bad. Um, <laughs> but you, God has instilled you with dignity by creating you in his image. You have value. You have dignity. And it, it ought to affect the way we relate pe to people, to give them the dignity that God has already stamped his image on them. Imagine getting a piece of mail from um, Queen Elizabeth oh. and it has her stamp on it. And now we're not British, Queen. but <laughs> you're going <gonna> to respect <laughs> it a bit. Yes. All right. Now let's get to the, sorry to say, the darker side. Mm -hmm. 
What about, uh, you were talking about racism. What about human trafficking, yeah, uh, which is unbelievable uh, and still going on very much, which is slavery. Yes. It's just a nicer, well, it was nicer, but it is a, a different way of saying slavery. What about that kind of yeah. thing? How do we get, how can we do this? How can we? Could the depravity of man get any lower is what I say. Absolutely. I work with a ministry in India. It's called the Dignity Freedom Network. And we work with those who are at the bottom of the caste system. Yes. And the British used to call them the untouchables. In India, they're called the Dalit, D-A-L-I-T. We do everything from build schools and hospitals, stop trafficking, because in many ways, in their society, which is a caste society, in their society, um, those of the upper caste have been made in the image of God, and they are actually literally made in the image of God, so that the soldiers are the muscles and the arms of Brahma, and the Brahmin are the head, and the, the delete. It's a different faith than, than the one it, we yeah, practice. Yeah, it's, it's the Hindu faith. Yeah. Yes. The delete are not even part of that image of God. They are underneath God's feet, lower than the animals. Okay. Lower than the subhuman. Yeah, in some ways. That's why they have no rights. So imagine this, to be able to, to talk with someone and just change their minds a little bit, and you can only change it with your actions, but to say, no, actually, you have dignity. You were made in the image of God, and they've never been taught that, and their parents never believed that, and their grandparents, and for, for hundreds and thousands of years, they've been taught no, you have no dignity. And to be able to come with the, with the love of Christ and tell them and show them that they have dignity is a, is a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. What does it look like on their faces? Uh, I could show you pictures of them. It, um, the well, love, that's right. You did show me pictures. Yes, the love and the joy and, the, and all of that. It, it goes back to, again, we say it often in the, in the, in the arena of abortion which is a, is a good arena of, of life. Because we've been made in the image of God, human life is sacred. Yeah. And so you mentioned trafficking. We could mention abortion. Mm. We could have mentioned um, slavery, prostitution, racism, poverty. All of that should be in, under the, the umbrella of the sacredness of life because God created us in his image. Interesting. If we all had that point of view, if we really practiced what you're talking about, we would not have these problems. Right. They would be gone. Yeah, they would. And I hate to be simplistic, <clears throat> and I don't mean to be, but um, the Christian message is that Christ came to change that. And Christ came as the perfect image of God. And he came as the perfect image of God. John writes about it in his gospel, and Paul writes it in his letter to the Colossians. As the perfect image of God, in a sense, to restore that image in us. Um, and it doesn't happen naturally. It has to come by putting our faith in him. And now all of a sudden, his character and his righteousness is imputed to us. Right. And so in so doing it, that image that has been effaced, hopefully can 
come alive again and be renewed. And then we live in a manner completely different than we used to live. And it's a matter, it's a, it's a life that is uh, giving worth to every person. One of the greatest examples of human depravity was the fact that we murdered him. <laughs> yeah, we did. The, the, the perfect one, the one that was had no no sin. We threw it all on him and took him took him out. Yes, and he won in the end, but uh, it's just it's amazing how we do that. Yep. And yet he looked at those, looked at us, and this is the act of one made in the image of God. It was able to say, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. And it's that forgiveness. It is that grace that is, in a sense, the, the image of God acting out and giving worth to us. Um, can I end this sure. way and then you f- finish it? Um, yesterday I had to do a funeral. Mm. And um, as I was performing the funeral, talking about things that matter, not just the one who had passed away, who was a delightful man, but also I talked a little bit about heaven, okay, uh, which I don't talk about too often. Um, maybe I should. But in many ways, th- as the book of Revelation ends with a description of heaven, mm-hmm. in a sense, everything that the image of God was ruined gets restored in a beautiful way. And so this relationship uh, is perfect. These relationships are perfect. What's that like? I don't know. We don't know it. And part of it is because the curse is gone. Completely gone. And that's God's image completely restored in us and in all of his creation. And it's called a new heaven and a new earth. One day we'll know it. In the meantime, we just need to reflect it a little bit. We can't work toward perfection. We can sure make every effort we can, but we're not going to work our way to God either. So the, the only way you can even remotely get to a sense of perfection or a sinlessness, if you will, which we'll never get to, No, by the way. But we have to follow his son to get any sense of that. That's totally right. It's only through faith in his son that we can even restore this relationship and begin restoring the image of God in us. So the next time you look in the mirror, remember, you're looking at the image of God. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, take care. Thank you for joining us today for A Fresh Take. Your support means so much to us as we get this podcast off the ground. So if you enjoyed today's episode, would you please consider leaving a review to help us get the word out to more listeners? You can also subscribe to A Fresh Take right now and guarantee that you will never miss a new episode. The video version of this podcast is available on the Trinity Menor YouTube channel or by visiting trinitymenor.com slash learnandgrow where you can also catch up on past episodes of Pastor Paul's video series, Take 5, or read back through his blog, To The Point. A Fresh Take is hosted by Mark Pennell alongside Pastor Paul Sardarelli and is a ministry of Trinity Church in Menor, Ohio. Our musical selections are provided courtesy of Michael Burrett from the Eastman School of Music. Visit trinitymenor.com for more information about Trinity and its ministries. Thank you for listening today. We'll see you next time.